We as a city have made permanent enemies of quarterbacks in the past, and it sure looks like that pattern's not about to be broken. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. I'm not going to revisit everything related to Terry Bradshaw and Mark Malone and Neil O'Donnell and Cordell Stewart, maybe Cordell worse than anybody. And most recently, really pretty much anybody not named Ben Roethlisberger. But wow, do we have a thing for tormenting our quarterbacks. Now, I'm not in a position to speak for the NFL as a whole and the other 31 teams. But here, it's really something. And I've got an uncomfortable feeling that it's coming in a big, big way for Kenny Pickett. And that is not okay. That is not right. Please, let me start with this. Take into context that I have been critical of Pickett as a quarterback. I have praised Mason Rudolph for his play in these two games because it is impossible to not praise Rudolph for what he's done. I've gone so far as to suggest that I've appreciated Rudolph's maturity as a contrast to that weird one-word answer that Pickett gave last week to what should have been a really simple and fair question to have just deflected away. But I've also gone out of my way, it feels like excessively at times, to stress that there's no need whatsoever to bury Kenny, to say, that's it, he's done, he's never starting again. Complete toast, forget it. Or, way worse to overstress his shortcomings in an attempt to bolster an argument that you'd have about Rudolph. And way, 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 way worse than that is some of this other stuff that surfaced, at least from my ability to gauge such stuff, really over the past few days since Mason stepped up. Now, some of you, upon seeing the title, will probably think that this whole segment was going to be a diatribe about a radio talk show host yesterday saying on social media and quite possibly on his program that Pickett refused to be the backup to Rudolph in Seattle. As in, if he wasn't going to start, he wasn't going to dress at all. Now, before I say my piece on that, just stop for a moment and think about that. Try to picture the setting. Try to picture the room in Seattle where Pickett <laughs> looks at Tomlin and says, that's it, dude. I'm not playing anymore. I'm out. And then from there, just based on whatever it is that you might know about Tomlin and his personality, however peripheral that happens to be, imagine that reaction from this head coach. No matter what you think of Tomlin, whether you want him gone or you think he's the greatest or whatever, just just stay with me in this specific context and imagine Tomlin saying, "Yeah, you know what, kid, I'm feeling you. Let's let's have a good, healthy 
uh, conversation. No need to overreact or whatever. Would you like a Would you like a cup of tea or something while we go over this? Okay, cool. So what we're what are we, what are we going to do here? Because I want you to feel good. That's what's important to me right now in Seattle with our season on the line and everything. I just want you to feel good. He'd rip his limbs off, people. He, there'd be no more Kenny Pickett to even talk about. And if you don't believe me on that, I got a text to that effect from inside South Water Street. Just in disbelief that anybody would buy this for even a split second. Now, now, getting more grounded again. I also was told by an impeccable, and I gotta make that bold face, underline, multiple asterisks around either side of it, impeccable source within the team that this didn't happen. What I was told, and this is new information, was that although Pickett had been cleared to play in Seattle, it wasn't until Thursday. And at that point, Tomlin felt that there had just been too many snaps that were committed to Mitch Trubisky. He didn't want any additional headaches, no extra anything to worry about, and just said, this is the way I'm going to go. There was a meeting in Seattle in which Tomlin and Pickett had a conversation. A decision was reached by the head coach that Pickett wasn't going to play. And that was the end of that. I also can share with you from having been in Seattle that Pickett was hanging around the locker room, uh, smiling, laughing. He was on the field. He was walking around with his teammates. He was even hanging out with Wayne Gretzky and, and his wife, Janet, right outside at the hallway entering the Steelers locker room after he'd just been with his teammates and having what appeared to be a friendly conversation. They posed for a picture. I'm standing seven feet away from this. I'm not getting this second hand. And he was not behaving like someone who had just told his coach that he wasn't going to back up over the weekend. I mean, some of this is on you too, okay? Meaning you listening to this, because if you just believe everything that you hear or that you read, and that includes from me, okay? Be cynical as you want when it comes to my coverage. I don't care. Ask me, where'd you hear this? What do you mean by that? I don't believe you, DK. This is ridiculous. Do that with me. I don't mind it. But don't just take it blindly because you like the way the other quarterback plays. Be a little bit better than that. And I'm saying that to you. Respectfully and all that other nice stuff, okay? But I'm saying it to you. Be smarter than that. I've also been told that Pickett is going to be the backup in Baltimore to Rudolph, which definitely would happen naturally after he would refuse to be that the previous week. And, you know, this, of course, sparked a, you know, big old storm on social media. And that's to be expected. People will feed like vultures off controversy. Never mind all the genuinely good stuff that's happening with this football team right now. And I saw stuff on there that was, I'm not going to repeat it, just personal stuff, ugly stuff about Pickett. And, and I'm sorry, I, I've got no stomach for it. I really don't. I'm, I'm born and raised here. I, I didn't have any stomach for the Cordell behavior from a sadly significant portion of the fan base. I have no use for this. Okay, please just do me one favor. Don't ever interpret 
anything that I say that's positive about Rudolph or for that matter, negative about Pickett as it relates to football as any kind of attack. Okay, this is a good dude. This is not someone who deserves this. Everyone likes to call themselves Steelers Nation. Nation. Nation is unity. Nation is support. That's this. That's not this. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. If I went overboard, whatever. And that's just going to be the way this show goes sometimes. I don't really hold back when I'm either uh, happy or mad or sad or whatever. And I'm not about to start because as soon as I do that, I'll lose interest in doing the show altogether. I just, I think a lot more of our city than that. I really do. Uh, Today's J1Q comes from... Evor, who says, DK, can Kenny Pickett be fixed like the bad habits coached out of him? I'll defer to your football expertise because it seems like an addressable issue to me. Maybe a sports hypnotherapist. Damn, I just want this kid and the team to succeed. There's Evor. That's, that's what a fan of a nation sounds like. Evor, the answer to your question, I believe, and I can't know this for sure, is yes. I don't look at Kenny and see fatal flaws to his game. I don't see something where I just cross off the list and say, no chance, or even this is some lifetime backup. I believe that I've seen stuff from Mason over the last two games that I never saw from Kenny, but again, That's a separate lane to this discussion. In Kenny's case, what I feel is number one, and not coincidentally, this was also the reason that I took umbrage to his one word, no answer last week when he was asked if he'd learned anything from watching Mason Rudolph in the offense in the previous game. He has to hold the pocket. He has to not panic. He has to keep his feet where they are. He has to keep his attention on his primary target. When he sees the target get NFL open, not college open, he's got to let it go. He's got to be decisive. These are all things that you've heard now from inside the locker room from players. When they're praising Mason and they're saying, well, he's really getting rid of the ball. He's really hanging in there and letting us know where he is and he's spreading the football around because he's making multiple reads. That's that's what you want Pickett to become. That's what Pickett should want to become. 
So yeah, I had a problem with that response. But I also told you at the time why I had that problem. Because this is actually something that he can learn from, something that he can get better from. I'm now seeing a whole lot of comparisons to Mason's arm and Kenny's arm. I believe that Mason has a stronger arm. I believe they both can get the ball where it needs to be in the National Football League. We've seen Mason hook up on deep passes. We've seen Kenny hook up on deep passes. We've seen both of them show enough mobility for a modern NFL quarterback. There are some similarities there. Mason's a little bit bigger, which is something that Kenny obviously can't address, and that's going to work in Mason's favor. But if your question to me, Ivor, at least the way I took it down this path, is can Kenny eventually learn how to be better in the pocket, have more of a presence, have more sturdiness, not do that thing where he flushes out to the left constantly, not do that thing where he goes immediately for the check down. Yes, he can. And you know how I know that? Because the last quarterback of whom I was critical in that regard was a young version of Mason. Mason had happy feet that nothing that you're seeing from Kenny now can compare to. Mason had the happiest feet you've ever seen. And that's not a good thing, happy feet, in the NFL. Mason also lacked that decisiveness early on. I was sharing with you guys just this summer about how I felt that Mason's deep game was way better than his short game. In large part because he would just find this kind of halfway area in which he he couldn't make up his mind if it was going to be a high pass, a low pass, or whatever, and he would just thump it like right into the ground. There actually were a couple of those, by the way, in Seattle where the play ends and you just kind of go, huh? But Mason's progress is undoubtedly attached to his experience. He's been around. He was working under a Hall of Famer. He was watching the games. He was learning from the games. That's what Kenny needs to do. But that, too, is another reason that I, I just don't get the stuff that I was describing in my first segment. Because there's no need to throw this player out. If Mason Rudolph shows up for next training camp, depending on, my goodness, all the different things that could happen over the coming few months, and he continues to ball out the way he has these last couple of weeks, nothing, nothing, nothing stops the Steelers from keeping Kenny as his backup. He's under contract. He's still on his rookie deal. The only people who would want to throw him out are those people who seem to, and I think this is my read on the fan base in general, that seem to want to have, it's either a Hall of Famer or nothing at that position. And then once you have a player you like at the position, you've either got to anoint him as the next Bradshaw or the next Ben, or he just flat out stinks and he's got to go. Well, that's not how it works in almost every place in this league. Everyone wants the smooth ascension from Joe Montana to Steve Young, from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And it just, it's not that common to say the least. 
I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody's patience with uh, my moods and whatever else happens to occur on this program. We will do it again tomorrow, regardless. 